Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Barto Sports Zone. Alan Sanders here in the studios for Charles Wilson, who is out swinging some golf clubs, trying to make a name for himself in some senior tournaments. But that's all right. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Before we get started, we need to thank all of the folks who helped make Bartow Sports Zone possible. That includes Day Chevrolet, Sidelines Grill, Elite Stone Supply, All-Star Roofing, Blackstone Realty, Styles Auto Care, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Investments, Rooks Roofing, Schottenkirk Honda, Latitude Blue, Zach Pritchard Injury Law Firm, Hydro Pro Wash, Oak Valley Designs, and Three-Way Campers. All right, we're not going to dilly-dally. We're going to get right to it. Joining us right now, the coach from the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes, Connor Foster. Good morning, sir. Good morning, man. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, going to have to deal with the uh, the second string here with Charles Wilson out today, but it's going to give a, uh, give us a chance to have a lot of fun. Last week, first round of the playoffs, um, I got to ask this from a coach's perspective. You know, you had so many teams that came in through the regular season that gave you a challenge. A lot of times you had to uh, come from behind or uh, you had to kind of fight it out to the end. When you go to the first round and have kind of an opponent that doesn't provide as much of a challenge, do you worry about that going into round two? No. Um, you know, I, I thought that uh, our kids have done a great job of, of prepping. And, you know, for us, we, we don't – obviously you've got to prepare for an opponent. But we don't – you know, we, we try to focus on um, on our process and how we prepare and um, you know, that, that starts all the way back in spring practice and throughout the summer. And, you know, if you prepare for every game like it's a championship game uh, because the goal every week is to go 1-0, then um, it doesn't matter um, about the opponent or what round of the playoffs. Your kids are used to the process and understand the standard. So yeah, last week, obviously taking on Centennial at home, how much uh, – it, it seems like a fluff question, but I'm curious because from a, a, a crowd perspective, you know, I used to come to the games when my kids were in high school. Obviously, we cover the games. How much How much do you guys feel home field advantage gives you a little edge? Yeah, a big edge. You know, we had eight regular season home games, and now we're playing our 10th home game, and what a blessing that is. You know, thank you to our administration for making that work. And obviously, you know, a lot, a lot of – work behind uh, behind the scenes to make that happen for our community and um you know we need a big crowd tonight uh, east sides will travel well if you look at in the last 20 years this is not new for them uh, as far as making playoff runs so i talked to their coach uh, a little bit this week and he feels like they're going to have a big crowd so we need we need uh, the crowd to show up and be loud and i anticipate you know a rocking atmosphere tonight well, weather's definitely going to feel like football, and uh, rain should hold off if we get any until late overnight. should be just beautiful fall-like weather. Jackson Hyde is also joining us from the BSZ crew. Jackson, I'm going to kick it over to you as well because, well, let's face it, the two of us here are driving the ship. <laughs> that's right, uh, uh, and I'm not sure that's a good thing on this side, Alan, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Coach, good morning, and you, we mentioned uh, East Side coming into town. Um, like you mentioned, uh, traditionally a playoff football team there at East Side. I've talked to a couple of your coaches this week. I know in particular they have one defensive lineman that's got a couple of them sleeping or up up early and not sleeping real good this week. Tell us a little bit about what you know about the uh, East Side Raiders. Yeah, extremely uh, uh, extremely talented. You know, the um, they're they're huge up front on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that'll be the first thing that kind of jumps out to people is. Their offensive and defensive lines are big and physical. Uh, they've got great length, uh, especially on the defensive front. And they play hard. They, they've been known for a long time for being a physical football program. The coaching staff does a tremendous job. They've had great continuity over the years. And um, you know what you get when you're going to play a, an east side team. And, um, you know, they, they've got great skill guys on the perimeter. But uh, similar to us, you know, it kind of starts up front on both sides of the ball. Uh, Going back to, to, to last week's win against Centennial, Coach, obviously uh, a shutout win by your defense. Uh, tell a little bit, of, some of our listeners, a couple of your standout players from last Friday on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, I thought it was, you know, a, a great group effort. Uh, we, we threw some different looks at them. I thought our defensive line really controlled the game and got them behind the sticks on first down. And so I was proud of those kids. You know, we, we needed – we needed to play well uh, after the off week, and uh, it allowed us to rotate a lot of bodies and, you know, get some people rest, but also get some of those young guys that have played in a lot of games but maybe haven't played in a playoff game 
the opportunity. Logan Shrewsbury played his first game out there at corner. Uh, and it's just kind of been the story of our season. It's been the next man up all year. And he's played some safety, but uh, stepped up at corner last week and played a tremendous game. So um, really proud of his effort last week. Coach, we've got about 45 seconds, so we're going to go ahead and take our break here. But uh, uh, just to kind of uh, prep you on that, I did want to talk about the fact that when you did kind of get the lead and, you know, you're, you you really ran up the score in the second quarter last week, it did allow for the rotation of players in there. How much? How important is that when we come back, just to think about for your skills and development of the team, especially when you can get those kids some playoff action, not just late region action, but to be able to rotate your players in. We've got Coach Connor Foster here with the uh, Cartersville Purple Hurricanes, going to be playing tonight at home, hosting Eastside, a game that we want to pack the stands, and we want it loud, and we want it raucous, and we want to support the Canes, a game that will be played 7.30 kickoff, pregame beginning at 6 o'clock at Scott's Walk-Up Barbecue. We'll be back with the coach. Coach, uh, we'll have uh, Jackson Hyde as well as we are continuing through Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. This is Cartersville's own personal injury attorney, Zach Pritchard. Football season is an exciting time, but if a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck has tackled you behind the line, call us today and hand off that stress to us. We make sure your injuries are treated so that you can get back in the game and continue crossing those goal lines. Don't let insurance companies rush you with their tricks and tactics. With Pritchard Injury Firm's protection, you'll never come out of the pocket. So call me today, 470-420-4200, or Google us at Pritchard Injury Firm. Oak Valley Designs, your source for luxury stair coverings with sewn-in padding. Available in shapes, colors, and a variety of carpet styles to best fit your taste, check out oakvalleydesigns.com to begin your shopping experience right away. Or give them a call at 706-331-0315. They're open to the public right here in Cartersville at 30 River Court, just off West Avenue. Update your stair covering or just make your stairs safer for pets and the elderly by helping to reduce slipping. Check out Oak Valley Designs Stair Coverings. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders here, filling in for Charles Wilson, also Jackson Hyde of the Bartow Sports Zone crew, and our first guest, Coach Connor Foster of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes, getting ready for round two of GHSA playoff action in 5A, playing host today to the East Side team. Coach, before we went to the break, I did want to say, uh, you know, you did run up the score. It was allowed you to swap out a lot of players. In terms of overall program development and getting your guys ready for deeper play into the postseason, um, how much is that important to you to see guys get some actual playoff experience as well that might be considered secondary players? Yeah, you know, first, um, you know, (laughs) we definitely weren't trying to run up any score on anybody. You know, I think that we got to pretty good track record of getting some guys in early. It's been huge uh, for the development of our program. You know, whether we win uh, a game by, you know, 60 points or 40 points like we did last night or, or whatever it may be, anytime we can get some young guys in the game um, has, has proven to be big, not only for our future, but, you know, at some point, some of those kids, you may need them uh, in a playoff game. And, uh, you know, there's some guys out there playing some big minutes right now that, um, you know, due to injuries and some different things, but because we played them early on in the year, uh, you know, they're ready to play in these moments. But, yes, you can't put a premium on playoff experience. Uh, these guys will be better down the road uh, for their experiences last Friday night. To be under the big lights in a game that, that you know, is we talk about it, you know, in order to win a state championship, you got to win five state championships. And so while these guys haven't played in the bins or anything like that, they've been in a, in a winner-take-all atmosphere now. Uh, Coach, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Eastside earlier, and um, going into the, to, I guess, round two of, of the playoffs for you. Tell us a little bit about some of your support staff, some of the people that uh, maybe the names are not in the paper or in the program that that help your program out, even from a from a layperson side or from administration side. Yeah. 
about to maybe get a little recognition out to this morning. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I don't have enough time and don't have enough brain power to remember all the names. But, you know, the first one that sticks out to me is Ken Gross. Uh, he's our director of football operations. Um, him and his crew, uh, Scott Wells, Daniel Price, um, Jody Chagle, th those guys have done a tremendous job for, for years and years of setting up sideline, taking down. Coach Gross comes in and meets with us every Sunday and goes through logistics with me to make sure we're good on meals and how many meals and what time the buses are leaving and um, whether it's handing out a sweatshirt or organizing um, waters or Gatorades. He's so humble. Uh, so that that's kind of where it starts for us. And, you know, the athletic training staff, Coach Hardy, um, JT and his crew, all those young men and young ladies that come out and, and work every day, they don't get nearly about the credit they deserve. So, you know, those are the first kind of groups of people that jump out to me. Well, it's it's always important to to talk about some of those behind the scene guys and and people that kind of help that program move forward. A, a program, obviously, traditionally, for uh, shoot my entire lifetime, has been one of the top notch programs in the state. So, uh, it's it's good to let you have a minute to talk about those guys. But uh, uh, we talked a little bit, bit about East Side's physicality and their them on defense side of the ball. What do you expect out of them offensively as far as uh, formations? Uh, what they trying to like to do, what they kind of hang their hat on. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty balanced, um, you know, which is which is always tough. You know, they, they do a good job of taking what the defense gives them. And, you know, formationally, they're, they're going to kind of be a spread team, but, you know, they're going to put some big bodies in there, a tight end, a sniffer. They'll run multiple running backs out there. Um, and, you know, it starts, they, they want to run the ball, and then that makes their play action game better and uh, a lot of quick hitches and, and uh, alerts and, and they do a good job of getting the ball on the perimeter to some outstanding skill players um, if you load the box. So, you know, we've got to be balanced defensively. We've got to give them different looks and hopefully keep the quarterback guessing and be able to spin and move late and, you know, kind of get them on their heels. Coach, obviously tonight we're going to be at home. Pre-game's going to start at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a big crowd. We want to get a bunch of people out there. Um, anything uh, you, you want for the, the crowd to, to do? I mean, are we doing any kind of special colors or anything or just bring a bunch of noisemakers? <laughs> what do you want to see the crowd do? Uh, I mean, just just be what they've been all year. You know, they, they've been a difference maker for us all year. And, you know, just like I would tell uh, our kids, you know, with – as we get into the playoffs, every, everything's got to got to ratchet up a, a notch. You know, everybody's got to be a little bit better in their role. You know, in order for a program to be successful, everybody's got to excel in their role, whether it be the coaching staff, the players, the athletic trainers, uh, Coach Gross and, and um, football operations side of it, but also the crowd. You know, everybody's got to be a little bit better in their role. So embrace your role. Be the best at your role tonight. Be loud. Be there early. Uh, be a difference maker in the game, uh, all, all those things that they've traditionally done, uh, I'm sure that they'll embrace the opportunity to to make a difference in a big football game tonight. Coach Foster, I'm going to change gears on you a little bit. Um, a big game in your program is taking place tonight, and there's also a big game in your program taking place tomorrow. Uh, the yeah. Clark Middle School 8th grade team uh, plays yeah. for the for the, for the association championship tomorrow. Tell us, yep. tell us what you look, look about what you know about that team. Man, as eighth graders, I, I'm so excited for those guys. And um, they got a, a tremendous future. They're, they're playing in the Cobb Youth Football League um, A Division Championship. And our little old middle school, which is one of the smallest middle schools in the league, uh, is playing North Cobb uh, for the championship. And it's just our eighth graders playing their eighth graders. You know, it's a league that has North Cobb and Carrollton and McEachern and Milton and, and Hillgrove and just a, a, a tremendous group. Uh, of, of programs that feed a lot bigger schools than ours. So our kids have played tremendous competition all year. They're playing for the championship Saturday. Um, it's so fun to see uh, these these kids that really, you know, I've been involved with or we, our coaching staff has been involved with for, for years and years. I'm so excited to have this group up. Not only what I love about them, man, they got superstars, but, man, they, they've got just great kids, great program kids. They love each other. They play hard for each other. They're all the things uh, that you would want as a head coach. So really excited to get the opportunity to work with that group. I'm humbled when I watch them play. Clearly, uh, you know, they, they've watched our guys play. They play with passion. They play with intensity. Uh, they make me proud to be a Purple Hurricane. 
Well, uh, congratulations to that crew, Coach, and uh, good luck tonight, and uh, good luck tomorrow for the for the eighth grade Kings. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Go Kings. Absolutely, Coach Foster. Uh, thank you so much for being here on Bartos Morning News, part of the Bartos Sports Zone programming. Break a leg, as we used to say in theater. Have a great evening, and we're going to be broadcasting live starting at six. Kickoff at seven thirty. Thanks, Coach. Yes, sir. Go Kings. All right, that's going to wrap us up for this uh, segment. We're going to take a quick break for GNN headlines, some local news, and then we'll be joined by Coach Steve Gates of the Cast Colonels coming up here on Bartow Sports Zone. Hi, this is Ivy Jordan. My husband Trey and I invite you to visit us at Latitude Blue under the Church Street Bridge in Cartersville. We are a unique custom designed pool builder offering Pebble Tech and Imagine Pools. Latitude Blue has a service department that can service and maintain your swimming pool and spa. We also have a full-service retail store stocked with products to increase your outdoor fun. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Latitude Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers, high sun ATVs, premier buildings, and superior trailers. We have it all at Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson uh, swinging the golf club today. He'll be back in time for Bartow Sports Zone's broadcast tonight of the Cass football team as they are on the road to Mays. Uh, we have got joining us now, besides uh, Jackson Hyde, part of the Bartow Sports Zone crew, as promised, we are now joined by Coach Steve Gates of the Cass Colonels. Coach, we're going to let uh, Jackson take over, but uh, my chance to say good morning to you. Happy Friday, and it feels a lot like deja vu. Last year, you're number four going, unseated number one, and now you're going to face off again against Mays. What's that like? Well, first off, Alan, I'd like to say go dogs. I like your hat this morning. Got me a little pumped up, a little good mood for a little Knoxville trip tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're excited. We're, we're jacked up. The kids have you know, it's, it sounds like a cliche, but the kids have earned this. They, they're built for this. Um, we we build our program for the playoffs. That's just all there is to it. We try to make the playoffs every year and make some noise. Coach, speaking of playoffs, we'll go back uh, one week from to, from from today. Uh, you took the Colonels down to your old stomping grounds uh, to face that one seed out of out of that particular region. So tell us a little bit about what you've thought about the game, how it progressed and uh, uh, some of your standout performers from the week. Yeah. You know, it got, you know, when we lined up with Kel, it, it was a little bittersweet. You know, we, both of my kids graduated from Kel. I uh, lived in Kel's district for a long time, uh, but it's, it's new administration there. The, the old administration um, is the one I have some issues with. Uh, Dr. Giles down there right now is, is a really, really good person. Great leader. Um, so, you know, there was no animosity towards Kel as far as, you know, the principal or, or coach may or anything like that. It's just, uh, I had some personal issues with them and uh, I, I couldn't let our team, uh, realize that it was all about, you know, that, that I had these feelings because the, the game's about them. And, uh, we had a great week of practice and, um, you know, again, I truly believe Jackson that these kids are still ticked off from the week seven Cartersville game. I really do. I, I think they're irritated. They, they, they feel like something that we should have had that game and, and they, they let it affect them for a couple weeks afterwards. And then they said, screw it. We're freaking good. And we're going to go play some good football. And that's what they're doing right now. Uh, in particular, Coach, I'm going to bring up two guys that, uh, you know, they're, they've been role players, support players most of the year, but I've seen them progress as the years went on. One's on each side of the ball, but uh, as, like, as you like to call him, Jeremiah D. Rocher on the, in a linebacker position and Jaden Malone at guard. Uh, I thought Jaden had the best game he's had all year last Friday. I was going to give you a chance to, to talk about those two a little bit. 
It's it's funny. I had a college coach in my office yesterday, uh, or maybe Wednesday now, uh, talking about Jaden Malone. And, and, and about two or three weeks ago, something's clicked with him. He's been a good player. He's been a three-year starter for us. But about two or three weeks ago at practice, my old line coach, Coach G, comes to me and he said, just watch Jaden today. Just watch – and he's got an edge to him right now that it's almost like because I don't know if he thinks he if he wants to play college football or not. So he's thinking that some of these practices may be his last ones. Well, he is absolutely flat backing guys in practice on the regular now. He's very uh, aggressive. Um, he's just playing lights out right now. So you are you are a hundred percent correct. Um, if you've noticed, Jaden Malone has picked up his game. And then there's J.D. Uh, as you call him, I call him D. Roche. It's actually Jeremiah De Roche, but he's a he's a team favorite. Um, he's kind of a quiet leader. He's got a very funny sense of humor, um, very intelligent. Um, and uh, his weights in the weight room are increasing tremendously right now and he's just a junior so we get to have him back next year but he will be the leader of the defense next year there's no doubt about it and he's playing at a very very high level um and we can't talk about the last week without mentioning the play of of quarterback Brody McWhorter and how well he done on on reading the defense knowing when to give it knowing when to keep it um tell a bit our listeners a little bit about how you run that uh, run option if you will uh, there in yeah. the middle, and how good a job he did for you Friday night. Yeah, it's just a basic power read package. Um, we used to run it with Devin um, when he was playing quarterback, and you know we we fortunately block it very well. And if if you're not prepared for it, just like we better be prepared for it tonight. If we're not, if you're not prepared for a power read, and you got an elusive, uh, in you know, a veteran. I call Brody a veteran because he's on start number twenty something already um it, it can be dangerous and Brody is running this offense to a T right now he's faster he's bigger he's stronger colleges are noticing uh I've got literally some of the biggest schools in the country contacting me on a weekly basis about him just checking in on him uh he is going to be a special special player the next two years well um, the last thing I'll mention about Kel, and then after the break, we'll get into to the Mays Raiders, but, uh, special teams wise the past few weeks, I've noticed an uptick in, in their performance. Um, I know coach Spence has a lot to do with that. Uh, a little bit about your special teams guys. Yeah. We, uh, I brought him in for a reason, you know, a while back and he, the, the kids love him. He's got great energy. He's got a great football mind and, um, I kind of have a knack and enjoyment for special teams as well. So between he and I, we, we get in some discussions on special teams. And I guess that's phrase, uh, we're not scared, S-K-E-E-R-E-D. Vince and I are not scared on special teams. We'll pooch it. We'll onside it. We'll reverse it. We'll throw back. We just have fun with it, and the kids do too. All right, we're heading down to the bottom, well, not the bottom of the hour, but to our first and middle, uh, mid-conversation break. We're going to have a little more time with Coach Steve Gates of the Cass Colonels. We're going to get into tonight's matchup as they are going to be on the road to the Mays Raiders. Uh, it's, a, it's a Twilight Zone episode where we're replaying the, the second round last year, but this time we want different results. So stick around. We've got more of Bartow Sports Zone coming your way. Let Kelly and her staff pamper your pet at Kelly's Pet Grooming. Hey, everybody, Alan Sanders here. You can depend on Kelly's Pet Grooming located on North Tennessee Street right here in Cartersville, where they've been keeping local dogs and cats and their owners happy for 30 years, right in Bartow. Let me tell you, as owner of many dogs over the years, there's nobody we've trusted more than Kelly. All grooming is appointment only, and standing appointments are available. Kelly also offers express grooming and walk-in nail clipping services for dogs and cats of all ages. Call Kelly. Kelly at 770-382-9013. That's 770-382-9013. Making Cartersville beautiful one pet at a time. Are you in the market for a previously owned vehicle? Well, Schottenkirk Honda on Main Street in Cartersville is your used car superstore. 
With many of our vehicles of all makes and models priced well within your budget, Schottenkirk has the vehicle to meet your needs. Of course, we have plenty of used Hondas in our certified inventory as well. So stop by and visit today and give us a shot at Schottenkirk Honda, 539 East Main Street, or check us out online at hondaofcartersville.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson is out. Alan Sanders in behind the controls. I'm always behind the controls, but also get to be behind the mic a little bit today. We've got Jackson Hyde and our guest as we are winding down. This second hour is going to be is Coach Steve Gates of the Cast Colonels. Coach, welcome back. Jackson, I'm going to turn it over to you because tonight we get to do a replay of last year. Absolutely. Uh, Alan, I thought your deja vu comment was... Uh pretty spot on we had uh, a similar week uh, up at, in white georgia with some awards and accolades as it went on but coach we're going to concentrate now on, on the maze raiders um last year's game you know they they got us with a trick play there right out of the gate of course we had a couple of big plays called back on penalties and was still a one score game when it was all said and done uh, but a little bit different look to this maze team this year uh looks like the guy that's going to be handling the quarterback position is a uh, is a uh, for lack of a better term, a monster, big kid. Uh, tell us a little bit what you've seen about those guys on film and, and what you expect out of them tonight. Yeah, the record shows uh, like seven and four. They lost three out of their first four games to, to some good teams. And then uh, it seems like on film they they made an adjustment midseason and put uh, the Quintavious Johnson kid, the Georgia commit, he's actually a defensive end. Um He's 6'5", 250-pound defensive end going to Georgia, and they put him at quarterback. And he's running the offense dangerously. Um, it's And they haven't lost since they've done that. So uh, they, they're they a special special team. I, I've tried to tell people this week that they're, they're better than they are last year, but so are we. So I expect it to be a knockdown, drag out fight. Uh, it could be a one score game, a two point game, uh, a three point game, field goal type of game. So you know, I don't think um, either one of us are are good enough or bad enough to have it to be a a lopsided game. You know, we're we're both talented enough to keep it close on either side. So I expect it to come down to another one score game. Uh, defensively, do they run pretty much the same formation, the same philosophy on defense as we saw last year? No, uh, they, they're running almost like a bear front this year where they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were in more of a three, three stack last year. And and this year they're they're They've got a nose guard and two, three techniques, uh, right now. And, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see what they got. You know, they're, um, um, they're pretty special. They're long. They're they're thick. They're long. They're athletic. They're big on the offensive line. Uh, and they got the same running back that took one to the house last year on us eighty yards. He's back. He was just a junior last year, so he's back this year. I think he's number six or number seven. So no, they're they're loaded. They're loaded. Uh, the environment that that last year down at Lakewood Stadium, it was something a little bit of an uncharted territory for. For the Colonels, I know we played at St. Pius in the playoffs in, in years past, but the Lakewood Stadium atmosphere, uh, how did the kids respond to that last year, and, and what do you expect out of them this year? Well, it's it's a good thing now. You know, we've kind of – when we've talked about this week at practice is, is we've been there and done it, you know, and and some of us walked off that field last year after that one-score game loss where they scored with two minutes to go to beat us. And we're like – it seemed like we were – just dissatisfied we were just like wait a minute that was a one score game we were supposed to kind of get blown out wait a minute we we could have won that game so we're kind of like puzzled a little bit like well maybe if we would have given a little bit more or done this or done that we could have gone on and played touchdown in the in the in the quarterfinals so I, that's what we, that's kind of been our emphasis this week with the kids is is the is have no regrets you know let's let's let it out there let's let's let it fly and uh let's not walk off that field thinking well wait a minute should we have won that game let's let's go give everything we got and let the chips fall where they may 
Coach, uh, from from this Colonel fan, it's been it's been fun to watch the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of the season. Uh, for all the Colonel fans, the game will be broadcast live on Bartow Sports Zone tonight. Pre-game starting at seven, kickoff at seven thirty. And uh, glad to have you with us, Coach. And uh, crossing our fingers, looking forward to maybe having you back next Friday. Absolutely, I appreciate what you guys do uh, with this and and keeping up with high school sports. And you know, I I've got an incredible administration. I've said that from day one, from from Mr. Rivard to Dr. Moore to Coach Hughes, Ms. Suarez, Mr. Johnson. They're all incredible people. Um, they support us nonstop. Uh, I still say I got the best coaching staff uh, around. I've got a group of old grizzly veterans with Coach Dodd and Coach Pulifro and those guys. And then I got a group of young kids that are uh, learning and, and energetic and bouncing around. Um, and then I got a couple sleepers like a Coach McCorder, who's who's one of the most intelligent, detailed persons I've ever met in my life. Um, so, I, again, when you add administration, a coaching staff, and an incredible group of young men, it's a lot of fun. Coach, thanks so much for being here with us on Bartow Sports Zone, and have a great game tonight. Appreciate it, guys. All right, that's going to wrap us up for hour number two. But don't go anywhere. We've got more of not only Bartow's morning news, but another round of Bartow Sports Zone coming your way. Stick around. Hey, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. And just passing through on the retirement trail, Mac McKenzie. Hey, Mac, what you been up to? Oh, just getting ready to hit the road, and you guys really hooked me up at the audio and accessories department. Really? Yeah, installed a load-bearing hitch to haul the RV a new stereo to cover road noise, and a backup camera. Now my wife doesn't have to yell at me when I'm backing up. <laughs> wow, thanks, Mac. And just remember, at Styles Auto Care, we, we can, can do, do almost anything to your vehicle except sell it. Whether you're a fan of the Hurricanes, Colonels, Wildcats, or Tigers, Sidelines Grill in Cartersville is the perfect spot to get your team ready with a meal before the game or enjoy a post-game celebration. Wear your team colors to Sidelines Grill on Fridays this season and receive a free queso appetizer with the purchase of any two entrees. With the best wings in town, burgers, steaks, salads, pasta, and Alpine Bakery desserts, it's Sidelines Grill where you'll find great food, good times, and all the games. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday to you. You've made it to the end of the week, the cusp of the Thanksgiving Day week coming up, but more importantly, round two of high school playoffs. Games you're going to hear on WVHF and Bartow Sports Zone include the Cass Colonels on the road to Mays. That's your Bartow Sports Zone game of the week, and you're going to have us at WVHF covering the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes playing host to Eastside. I'm Alan Sanders. I'm filling in for Charles Wilson, who will be back in time for tonight's game. He's been doing a little golf playing. In the meantime, we do need to say a few thank yous to folks who help make Bartow Sports Zone possible. That includes Day Chevrolet, Sidelines Grill, Elite Stone Supply, All Star Roofing, Blackstone Realty, Styles Auto Care, San Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Investments, Rooks Roofing, Schottenkirk Honda, Latitude Blue, Three-Way Camper, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Hydro Pro Wash, and Oak Valley Designs. I already said my name, Alan Sanders. We've also got Jackson High, David Coleman, and joining me now in the studios, which we'll bring in next, Mike Garcia. Good morning. Hola. All right, guys, before we go down uh, a list of a round round of topics, uh, I think everyone's going to kind of jump in. Mike Garcia had some breaking news hit his desk this morning. If you're a Rome Braves fan, you know, they've been going under, a, I guess, a branding change. Mike, you've got some information. Yeah, and, and, and it didn't look. It doesn't look like it's breaking news. It's breaking to me because I didn't uh, realize it until. Uh, well, I hadn't heard it until you told me. Well, uh, so uh, so our our, uh, our our good buddy, the voice of Adairsville, <laughs> Larry Gardner. Larry Gardner. He is now going to be the uh, PA announcer of the Rome Emperors. The Emperors. That is... Uh, Do we get to play the, uh, the the march, you know, the the Emperor's March from uh, Empire and, Strikes Back? And, and you know, and I was telling you just now, I, I, I'm not a big fan of change. I guess that's why I still have a flip phone. But, you know, the logo's not too bad. I mean, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of uh, credit there. And uh, it's uh, a penguin with, uh, you know, the Roman stuff on the head. and uh, So it was really based on the emperor penguins, the 
the the I guess the king of the penguins. Well, I, I guess just putting a, a normal guy in a toga would be boring. So I guess no, they I was, decided to to. to put yeah, I was the, waiting to see some kind of a ruler you know, yeah. with a with a sitting on a throne. But you know, it's uh, just you know, Bengals don't roam Cincinnati, just like lions don't roam Detroit. So penguins in Rome, who cares? <laughs> Go for it, Jackson. What do you think of uh, our good buddy Larry, who may or may not join us? He, the the invite was out there, uh, becoming now the 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 play by player, the me, the stadium announcer for the Rome. I guess it's the Rome Emperors. The uh, logo and the artwork this morning, uh, it's really good. Spinning it off of the the Emperor Penguin is is a pretty cool idea, and it's um, it's a good logo. I'm sure they'll sell a lot of hats and a lot of jerseys <laughs> here in the next few weeks. Probably some stuff under the Christmas tree with the Rome Emperor Penguin logo on it. I would imagine. All right. Well, let's get uh, a little bit more prevalent. Uh, I know we're not going to be having any baseball discussions really of any worth until the spring. I know Mike Garcia is well, a big fan of waiting till that. You, you know, we we can get into Braves talk later, but the Braves made a big trade with the White Sox. Did they really? Oh yeah. All right. Well, you hang hang on to that because okay. I do want to introduce this. We've got about three and a half minutes till our first break. Uh, Jax, I'm going to go to you because uh, I know we just got done co- talking to Coach Steve Gates. We had the coach's perspective. Now it's time for all of us to just weigh in. Uh, this is a mirror deja vu season for the Cast Colonels. It's got to feel a little weird, but we want a different outcome in round two because just like last year, uh, you know, Cass is a fourth seed, unseats a top seed, moves on to the second round, faces Mays. Mays beats them out with a, just a single score difference. You heard Coach Gates say, you know, had we done one thing different here or one thing different there, maybe not get a penalty to call back. What's going to happen today in the rematch? Uh, just like kind of what he said uh, in, in the interview, I think Cass is a better football team at this point this year than they were at this point last year, which obviously bodes well for us. Uh, but I feel like Mays is better too. So uh, the quarterback, I've been watching him on film this week, and he's a uh, – He's a monster. I mean, he's 6'5", 260, going to play defensive end for the University of Georgia, and he can run. He can go, guys. He probably had close to 200 yards rushing against Loganville last Friday in that in that blowout win for those guys. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I, I feel like we can score with them as far as the Colonels are concerned. So uh, I feel like it's going to be a good game, I, a similar, similar game to last year. Hopefully it's just us up on that one score game versus them this year now jackson you have to let me know because you've got a lot more uh, knowledge in this area but i had heard as as monstrous as this guy is running his accuracy as a as a passer isn't all that great so it's probably going to be a lot more of a running game from Mays rather than a passing game absolutely they're uh not very impressed with with their passing game especially the vertical game downfield he, he does a decent job of, of the quick small slants and the wide receiver screen type throws but uh, they're really not looking to, to do anything downfield with their passing game. They're strictly going to try to run it, and I don't blame them. You've got the uh, returning running back that uh, ran well against uh, us last year, plus Pentavious uh, at quarterback is going to be going to be something to see. I'm, I'm excited about uh, how we can uh, match up with them. All right, we're gonna take our we're gonna take our break right here. I'm gonna bring that down so that way I don't get the echo circling around. But you're listening to Bartow Sports Zone, chatting a little bit about the game tonight, a rematch of last year between the Cast Colonels and the Mays Raiders. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about a game that UGA has to win on the road. At least I think a lot of fans want to see a win on the road. We'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. Rooks Roofing and Exteriors is your answer for all types of services for your home or commercial property. With free inspections and roof insurance claim assistance, Rooks Roofing is a GAF certified contractor completing repairs, storm damage, restoration, and full roof replacements. Rooks Roofing also offers gutter repair and installation along with many other exterior repair services. Call 678-249-7549 or visit rooksroofing.com. Rooks Roofing, where the proof is in the roof. Hey, football fans, this is Sean, owner of St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. Are you ready for some touchdown-worthy treats during football season? Well, we've got something special just for you. Swing by St. Angelo's and enjoy our great pizza, famous wings, and local bar. Perfect for cheering on your favorite teams. And that's not all. Our famous $9.99 Pizza of the Month promotion is still going strong, giving you a delicious surprise every month. So don't miss out. Visit us at stangelos.com to find our menu and order online. Catch all the football action with St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. See you soon, and go team!
Welcome back, everyone, to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders here filling in for Charles Wilson. We've got Mike Garcia. We've got David Coleman. We've got Jackson Hyde. And as I teased before going to the break, there's going to be a big game. This is a little bump from Motley Crue called Kickstart My Heart. I'll tell you what, my wife and I are going to be watching that Georgia game. And my wife, Jackson, I'll go to you first. She just has palpitations if the Bulldogs look like they're not uh, taking the lead or if they're falling behind. And I told her, I'm like, you just got to let Kirby play his game. What's your thoughts for going to Rocky Top uh, this uh, tomorrow at 3.30? You know, short of the neutral field game against Florida, and, of course, they had to go to Auburn. But this is the first really, in my opinion, true road test for them. Uh, you know, the little little unorthodox offensive philosophy there in, in Tennessee. They're going to be fast-paced and get after it. It's kind of hard to duplicate that in practice for Georgia. So I would expect it to be close early. You know, Georgia will fill it out. They'll get their rhythm down. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and I think you'll see Georgia really pull away in the second half. Uh, you know, Dave is a lot, lot more well versed on the, the Georgia football program than me, but that's that's my two cents anyway. That's I was going to exactly go straight over to David, pull him in. Um, I keep telling my wife, I'm like, have you not paid attention to the pattern? Kirby is not going to do a lot of razzle dazzle. Going to stay in the game. Going to wear the other team down, and then eventually pull away in the back half. She doesn't like that. She wants to see a blowout in the first half. What are your thoughts going into Rocky Top? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Kirby's sole goal in the first half is not to have stupid turnovers and mistakes that that puts you in a hole and make you have to change the way you play. You know, they want to run their offense. Um, obviously, they could they could crank it up early and start flinging around the ball. It only takes one tip pass and a pick six or or something of that nature to put you in a hole and take you out of rhythm and your team loses confidence. So I, I think Georgia's, uh, I think Kirby wants to be there in the fourth quarter when all that depth usually takes over and, and there's nothing anybody, your team's wore out and Georgia's team's fresh as the daisy. And that's the way he plays football. That's the way Alabama did it. That's the way he learned it. That's what he does. Mike, I'm going to go over to you. Uh, Brock Bowers came in last week. A lot of people were like, no, he's not ready. He's not going to come in. That dude not only took so many snaps, but he was doing things on supposedly his now repaired ankle that makes you think this guy's coming back at least as strong, if not stronger, than when he went out. Well, I mean, uh, he was definitely ready. Uh, You can go ahead to WebMD and look what you need for palpitations because she's going to need that for the first half again. (laughs) Because, you know, Tennessee, they're 5-0 at home. Uh, And Georgia, let's face it, on the road at Vandy wasn't great. On the road against Auburn wasn't great. So uh, I expect that, uh, again, uh, concur with these other guys, that uh, first half will probably be a little bit closer than probably in the second half. Uh, we'll see uh, Georgia start to wear them down just enough, uh, in which uh, they'll probably escape Knoxville with uh, with another W. Well, the, the the stat I heard this morning, and I'll throw it out there for whoever wants to respond. I'll start actually with you, Mike. Uh, you said five and zero at home this season, but I think they've had a twelve game winning streak at home. The last time somebody beat them at home was Georgia two years ago. Yeah, I mean it's it's a loud environment, one one of the largest uh, capacities in the in the country, and. Uh, uh, you know they're they they uh, they're pretty well organized with their little checkered uh, fans <laughs> in the stands. I mean I I don't know how uh, I, I you can have Peyton Manning I, over there I, on the just, side. Just takes devotion, I guess, to to get everyone to agree to wear the same stuff. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. I, again, it, it's it's going to be loud. But this is a team that's been through the ringer before. They even though. They're constantly replacing guys, but uh, it's late in the season. They'll be fine. All right, Jackson, let's get back over to you because I still want to continue to chat a little bit about the Bulldogs. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. My, my, again, my wife and I, we are Bulldogs fans. Our kids, two of our oldest, went and graduated. She's really worried, not about this game, not about Georgia Tech, uh, but she's more worried about what happens if Georgia loses against Alabama in the SEC championship based on how you've still got five undefeated teams at the top of the ranking. She's worried that if you don't beat Alabama, like she's already thinking three weeks ahead, if we don't beat Alabama, they could actually be out of the top four. What do you think? Uh, There's a scenario where that could happen. You know, if Alabama uh, remains one loss and, and beats the undefeated Georgia, wins the SEC championship, it's hard to not take Alabama at that point. But if Texas wins the Big 12 with one loss and they have the head-to-head win over Alabama, it really throws a wrench in, in a lot of things. So it's going to be 
going to be fun to watch. I think the Big Ten will take care of itself. Uh, Florida State, I think, is in a situation where they're probably going to be undefeated when it's all said and done, and we'll, we'll obviously think they have the the right to play in that in that four-game playoff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. David, what do you think about the uh, the scenario where if Georgia somehow loses in the SEC championship game based on how some of the matchups are going in the final weeks of regular season play, that Georgia, after being undefeated except for that game, could actually be on the out? Yeah, I think that's uh, highly possible. And, and I know that the playoff committee claims to have no biases or whatever, but I, I think there is a strong possibility that they would love to see no SEC team in the national championship for only it would create so much talk it would uh, you know it would it would drive so much interest in in the whole scenario not to have an SEC team in there I hope that's not a thought process but uh I you know, in today's age, man, the conspiracies run wild. Mike, uh, I'm going to go over to you. We've got, we've got about 45 seconds, so I'm going to ask you the same question. You were shaking your head a little bit about the bias. What do you what do you see as a scenario here? Uh, I think the, t- the TV executives have a little bit more power, and they know that SEC draws well. There'll be an SEC team in there. Some, do you think, you some think, way, do you think there's a, a push to maybe make, if Alabama beats Georgia that they get in in the fourth spot and Georgia gets eked out? Well, uh, it just depends on, on how everything else plays out. Still a lot of important games coming I guess up. that's uh, going to lead to some chaos here as we watch the next couple of weeks of regular season play. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. We're at the bottom of the hour. we got to take uh, a run through GNN headlines, get you caught up on news from around the state of Georgia, some local headlines, and then more with the Bartos Sports Zone crew right here on a Friday edition of Bartos Morning News. With agents Kenny Pearson, Christy Breedlove, Dana Artiaga, broker Ashton Willingham, and owner Calvin Evans, Blackstone Realty Group is your full-service real estate team for all of Northwest Georgia, providing attentive service for buyers, sellers, and investors on a wide range of real estate needs for all types of property and price ranges. Call Blackstone today to find or sell that special home, rental, or commercial property. Blackstone Realty Group, 770-382-6202 and online at blackstonerealty.net. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson. We've got Mike Garcia in studios with me. We've got Jackson Hyde of the Bartow Sports Zone crew and David Coleman all on the Zoom connection. And uh, lots to talk about. Mike Garcia, I'm going to go over to you first. Uh, there's a lot of chaotic scenarios shaping up for the close of NCAA college regular season football. You said to me just before we went uh, came back on the air, uh, now that Miami's kind of out of the running, you're enjoying the fact that there's so many games that are sort of like on the line for the last two weeks of regular season play. Yeah, I just get to sit back and enjoy all, all the chaos. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, there's just so many uh, different uh, ways things can go and and you know Jackson brought up a, a very good point with uh, what if uh, one loss Texas goes ahead and 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 finishes with just one loss and then Alabama beats Georgia, I mean you can't hard to to keep Texas out right. So that's two spots there because you're not gonna you're not gonna not put the SEC champion in the uh, in the playoffs. Right. So um, yeah, I mean you still have man. <laughs> for, for, for the for the last season of the Pac-12, I mean, it's it's probably been the most competitive Pac-12 that we've seen in, in quite a while. Washington, if they run the table, I mean, they're I th- think when I checked, they're underdogs this weekend on the road at Oregon State. They still have a Pac-12 championship game. Uh, they still have their their Apple Cup rivalry with Washington State. There's no guarantee that that Washington will be undefeated. Especially if they meet Oregon in a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game, I would think Oregon would exact revenge. So, hey, this is why we watch, man. Right, it's, it's fun. All right, I've got a, a scenario. I'm going to go to you first, Mike, because I know you have a vested hatred in Ohio State and, a, and and an interest in seeing Michigan win. Both those teams know they're facing up the last game of the regular season. Are the matches they're having this week, is it a possibility that because they're so focused on the fact that one of these teams is going to get the L to to wrap up the season, 
Could either one of these teams get make the mistake of overlooking their opponents this week? Sure. I mean, it's possible. I think it's more possible, possible for Michigan to stumble against Maryland. Uh, Maryland is a, is a sneaky, tough team. Uh, and then you have Ohio State taking on a, a Minnesota team, which they play hard. I just don't see them uh, coming out of there. But that's that's why they call them trap games. So it's up to the, the, the coaching staff to keep the kids motivated. David, go to you on that one as well. Since we, Mike and I were talking about it, the uh, the fact that Ohio State and Michigan have been in the top four pretty much all season long, knowing that their head-to-head matchup is coming up to close the regular season. Is this a trap game for either of them this week because they're thinking about next week? Yeah, I would I would think Michigan would be uh those poor kids have a lot on their mind. There there's no question. Uh and uh it's hard to keep a bunch of eighteen year olds focused without any distractions. So uh yeah, Michigan would be my pick for maybe facing a, a, a critical situation. Jackson, let you weigh in on this as well and then uh and as as you respond, you can take us to the next topic. Well, it's uh to kind of piggyback off of what Mike said, the, the Pac-12 has been fun to watch. Um, I'm, I've been known to go to bed pretty early, but there's been some 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 weekends that I've stayed up just to watch a Washington or an Oregon play, and it's uh it's it's disappointing that that, that league's going to go away, but it's uh it's fun to watch them as the way they went this year. I don't see either one of the the Michigan or Ohio State really falling this week at all. I think both of them probably win. Uh, going away, I think the you know you can talk about the distractions at Michigan. This also could make them focus in, knowing maybe their their leader, their emotional leader, and Harbaugh is not going to be on the sideline. You might see those guys focus a little harder because of that. So they you know, that that can go either way in that game. But I, I feel like both of those teams come away with wins, and and then of course next Saturday will probably determine the the, the Big Ten champion and and who represents them in the playoff. Got anything else on that one, Mike? No, I mean that, n- nothing else. That that's pretty much solidifies it. Uh, Florida State, uh, unfortunately, because of the uh, the schedule, I I don't. I, I would think of all the teams left, they're probably the the the, the safest. If you want to call anybody a safe pick to to be in the in the top four, you never know. I mean, the Florida game uh, is uh, uh, you know look growing up in South Florida and being a Miami alumni. I, it's one of those things where you know Florida State. Florida State respects Miami for the most part. They abhor Florida, <laughs> and it's it's vice versa. So uh, you never know the chaos that comes out of uh, the Seminoles Gators game. But uh, I would say they probably have the easiest road to to stay up there in the top four. All right. Well, let's do this. We've got about a minute left. So rather than uh, trying to introduce another topic, we'll uh, we'll have our final round of discussion on the Bartow Sports Zone side of the of the crew, the the bench warmers, as Charles likes to call them. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll just take our uh, break here just a couple of seconds early. So that gives us a little more free talk on the backside as we begin to wind down Bartow Sports Zone. Don't forget tonight, the Cast Colonels on the road to Mays, a five, excuse me, a seven thirty kick. That's your Bartow Sports Zone game. And then here on WBHF is the uh, the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes playing host to Eastside, also a 7.30 kick. We're going to have both those games going for you simultaneously. Depending who ends first, we'll go to bonus coverage. It'll be all right here in your hometown radio, WBHF and Bartow Sports Zone. Storms come along in life. But when your home or commercial property has an all-star roof and gutters, you have an all-star defense. For free same-day inspections and estimates, call 770-655-0911. Visit allstarroofs.com or find All-Star Roofing on Facebook. For Bartow County's only master elite roofer, call on All-Star Roofing. Know what time it is? It's model year-end clearance time at Day's Chevrolet in Ackworth. And that means you can save over $10,000 off a new 2023 Chevy Silverado 1500. Oh, yeah, that's real. 10,000 clams. So the way I see it, you've got a choice to make. Get to Day's Chevrolet in Ackworth right now while the selection is great. Or wait too long and run out of time. Save $10,000 off a new Silverado today. Find new roads online at Day'sChevrolet.com.
And last segment of Bartow Sports Zone, Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson. We've got uh, we've got Jackson Hyde, we've got David Coleman, we've got Mike Garcia, and before uh, we let it slip our minds, Mike, you teased that there was uh, an MLB announcement, a trade that the Braves had done. That uh, I know you're not big into talking Braves in the off season. You're like, there's not a lot to really talk about, but apparently something piqued your interest. Well, there's a lot of Braves news, actually. I mean, first off, the, the obvious one, uh, uh, Rondo Acuna winning uh, unanimous uh, National League MVP. Uh, uh, Shohei Otani winning uh, unanimous AL MVP. It's the first time both leagues have had an anonymous winner since they started handing out those awards. Uh, you mean the, a unanimous? Uh, uh-huh. Not anonymous? Yeah, exactly. Unanimous. Hey, hey I, my, my Cubanness slipped out. <laughs> and then uh, English as a second language? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, the Braves are getting their All-Star game back despite the fact not changing any voter laws, but somehow it's okay for... I, I got to mention, I'll say this, uh, I'm, I, I get being, pol- this is not a political show, but Brian Kemp, the governor, put out a pretty snarky uh, tweet, or I'll, I guess, what do you call it now on X, formerly Twitter, when uh, Cobb County and the home of the Braves announced that the 2025 uh, All-Star game was going to be coming back after we lost it in 2021... And the governor said, well, it's good to know that we could get our game back, even though uh, we didn't change any of our voting laws. They're still exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. But the, Brave, the Braves actually made a pretty big trade in which they sent six guys to the uh, – sorry, five guys to the White Sox, and that includes Michael Soroka, Jared Schuster, Nicky Lopez, Braden Shoemaker, and Riley Gowans, all to the White Sox for a left-handed reliever, Aaron Bummer. And – you know, I, I look at this, and part of me says, okay, well, if, of all those guys that they traded, outside of maybe Nicky Lopez, I don't think any of those guys were 100% guaranteed that they were going to make the ball club next year. I mean, it's, it's a bummer to see uh, huh, they got Aaron Bummer, so I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't use that. that <laughs> Not that use that phrase. But, uh, you know, Soroka and Schuster, and, and, and there were, they were high expectations, just a lot of injury problems there. And then, you know, I look at Bummer, and he's a left-handed reliever. Had a six seven nine ERA last season, but the two seasons before that were stellar. So I think the Braves are hoping to get a little bit of, of uh, the, the previous uh, two seasons of Aaron Bummer from the bullpen. And, and you know, Kevin Carroll talks about how hard it is to get uh, quality uh, relief pitching, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely interesting news. Uh, David, not sure how much you are up on the Braves, but uh, the Braves making a pretty big trade. Five guys for uh, bringing a guy in from the White Sox. Yeah, I am a big Braves fan, and uh, and, and the Braves been my two loves since I was a kid. I um, wasn't aware of that trade and, and not really caught up on the left-handed relievers uh, thing. But uh the Braves have the, have the best general manager in baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the the front office, uh, the ownership is spending more money than they have in the past. So you don't know how they're going to keep that roster together, signing the players that they did for the amounts of money that they did. Just unbelievable. Uh, Braves are set to be in here. All right, getting a little bit of a Zoom lag there on David's connection. Jackson, uh, your thoughts on what uh, the breaking news of that trade from the Braves? Yeah, I can't. I can't question or argue with anything that uh, Alex Anthopoulos does. He's, he's he's got a proven track record, and if he thinks it's a good trade, then I'm I'm on board. I, you know, mentioning Braves and the news of the Braves, I think one big loss that's going to hurt us probably more than coaching third base, but is his defensive prowess and the way he worked with our infield is Ron Washington. Congratulations to him on getting the the job in in uh, Los Angeles, but uh, he's going to be sorely missed in my opinion. For our, from our, for our infield point of view on uh, the defensive side of the ball. About ni- got about 90 seconds left here in the program. Uh, Mike Garcia, the SEC, well, not SEC, sorry, the NFC South, the Braves are what, four and six and still technically one game out of first place. Are we in the absolute worst division in the NFL? Uh, I, I think you're referring to the Falcons. Falcons I, think, yeah. I think the Braves would have the sorry, same sorry. record. I meant the Falcons, my bad. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, unequivocally the, the worst division. But you know what? If you can get in the playoffs, never know. So just gotta <laughs> just hang in there and keep fighting. If you're the Falcons, I mean they're they're only one game out of the division lead. 
Jackson, got to ask, at some point, are the fans just sick and tired of watching the Falcons lose on the last play or the last drive against the opponent? The the last three losses for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, based on who they played and the quarterback situation for all three of those games, three of the worst losses, especially to, for them to be back-to-back-to-back, to back to back is, is, is a tough pill to swallow for any Falcons fan. Uh, hope they can get it turned around. Hope the bye week proves, proves helpful for them and they can make a run and, like you said, maybe win that division. Still, It's still anybody's game in the, in the NFC South. Jackson Hyde, David Coleman, Mike Garcia, thanks so much for being here on Bartow Sports Zone. Also, a big shout-out to our two coaches, Coach Connor Foster of the Purple Hurricanes and Steve Gates of the Cast Colonels, who joined us earlier. Don't forget, pre-games starting at 6 here at WBHF, kickoffs at 7.30. We're going to have all the action, and if you miss out on any of it, we'll have the recaps over the news on the weekend. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy Friday to you as we head off into the Thanksgiving Day weekend. Stick around at the top of the hour after Fox News. We've got the Golden Life coming up.